0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC.
1: It's Tuesday, February 25th. Your drive begins now on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone line at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite. Whole true. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We've got a fun show coming up this hour. Uh, we're going to hear from Aunt Elmore. We've got the basketball tournament coming up in Charleston. That's right. The $2 million winner-take-all tournament is going to be in Charleston. Of course, it's being anchored by Best Virginia, but a guy who is a veteran of this thing and has a West Virginia team of his own, Ott Elmore, is going to be with us here in about 30 minutes. We're going to talk about the Ott Elmore entry. Give you a hint. There's some herd players on this team. Uh, his um, his lesser known brother, John Elmore, is going to be on this team as well. So that's just a hint there for you. So we'll talk to Odd here in a little bit. Also coming up in about 10 minutes or so, we're going to hear from Mike Hamrick, director of athletics at Marshall University. Mike, of course, has been pretty busy uh, over the last uh, few weeks. Well, period. He's been pretty busy between projects, baseball park. We're not really going to talk too much about that today. But I want to talk to him about the announcement last week that Marshall in East Carolina, they're going to be playing on Week 0, Saturday, August 29th, in m- memory of the 1970 plane crash victims. So we're going to talk to him about that. He's going to give us a little bit more detail, I hope, and we'll just talk about how great of an event that's going to be. Really, I mean, surprised me when I saw it, but it made perfect sense after I found out about it. So we're going to talk to him about all of that. And of course, as we have time, we're going to get your phone calls in at 877 420. Talk 877 420 8255. Let's get you caught up on what happened last night. Number one, Kansas just blew out Oklahoma State. Kansas had their 15 straight 25 win season happen with that victory. They are extending now the longest streak in Division I history. They have got, according to BPI, an 86% chance to win a share of the Big 12 regular season title for the 15th time in the last 16 seasons. It looks pretty good for them. Also, Texas handing West Virginia its fifth loss in the last six games. The Texas Longhorns have now won three straight Big 12 games, the first time since the 2015-16 season. And West Virginia, fifth loss in their last six games. Not looking good for the Mountaineers. What once was a sure thing, not so much now, unfortunately, for the Mountaineers. Time's running out for them to try to get it figured out. But they do have the Big 12 tournament to look forward to. On the women's side, number 1 Baylor clinched a share of the Big 12 title for the 10th straight season. So they are running a dominant program Baylor, wow. I mean, they they just keep winning. They're an impressive squad. Now, if you're a big college basketball fan, it's going to be a busy night for you. We've got five of the top eight-ranked teams in action. Number 4, Dayton, taking on George Mason. That's coming up tonight at 7. It'll be 7th-ranked Duke at Wake Forest. That's also coming up tonight at 7. 8th-ranked Kentucky taking on Texas A&M. That is 7 o'clock on ESPN. It'll be Kansas State taking on number 2 Baylor at Baylor, 8 o'clock on ESPN+. And you've got Colorado State at 5th-ranked San Diego State. I might stay up late for that one. That's coming up tonight at 11 o'clock. It's going to be an interesting one there. So that's what college basketball looks like. Marshall Volleyball making an announcement, and I thought we better tell you about it because, again, I don't want Ari Agnes mad at me. That's the goal here, not to have the volleyball coach mad at me. Two spring exhibition matches, along with hosting fundraising clinics, the same day take place uh, coming up on March 14th and March 29th. Now, these clinics are open to any and all entrants from the ages of 8 to 18. The cost of attendance is $30, and it will be paid upon arrival. All proceeds will go to help Marshall Volleyball team. If you're interested, you need to pre-register through the following link. It's on the Herd website, herdzone.com. It will be marked Marshall University Volleyball Clinic. Free admission to the matches is included. And, of course, the Thundering Herd will take on the University of Charleston on Saturday, March 14th at 10 a.m. The team will then host the clinic following the match from 12 to 1.30 p.m. So volleyball match, clinic, and then Marshall will play host to Ohio University on Sunday, March 29th at 6 p.m. The clinic will be held prior to the match from 4 to 5, 30 p.m. So clinic after the Ohio University game is not happening. It'll be before, 4 to 5, 30 p.m. The clinic will be held after the University of Charleston match on Saturday, March 14th. 10 a.m. is when that is. The clinic, again, is 12 to 1, 30 p.m. So... I got all that straight. I hope, again, I I don't want to make Ari Agnes mad at me. That's my goal. The head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team, previously ranked number one in my coaching ranks. Uh, I told Tony Kemper if he would win a particular match, he would get number one rank. So um, now I've got to figure out how to get Ari back on the internal rankings at number one. I just, I don't want to make Ari mad. That's my only goal here. So... With that said, we'll try to get the coach on to talk a little bit about that, but uh, we're going to turn our attention to Marshall football when we come back from break because uh, we're going to talk to Mike Hamrick, the Director of Athletics at Marshall University. Looking forward to talking to Mike. Uh, I really enjoy our conversations and uh, some big news last week. Marshall in East Carolina playing week one. Really, it's week one. Even though they're calling it week zero, it's the first week that actual college football can be played. And it's going to be Saturday, August 29th. But we'll go with week zero since that's easier for a lot of people. And it's going to be on a national broadcast. Mike will be with us to talk about it. The director of athletics at Marshall University will be my guest when we continue on today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall athletic director mike hamrick he knows paul's the best on espn 94.1 fm and am 930
1: okay that was unplanned but we've had fun at times uh with marshall university athletic director mike hamrick of course uh, mike has his own show that airs during football season inside herd athletics with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. It is hosted by Mike Kurtner. I'm going to try to live up to those standards today as we bring on now the Athletic Director of Marshall University, Mike Hamrick. And uh, good to talk to you again, Mike. Uh, you've had a busy uh, several weeks. You've got a lot of projects uh, going on right now. But last week we got the news that uh, Marshall and East Carolina are going to do something really special in honor of the 1970 plane crash victims.
2: There's yeah we 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 made a big announcement. Before I talk about that, I want you to know, Paul, you are the best, and uh, and and I don't want you mad at me either. Okay. Okay. I know I, I wouldn't. Gonna get, I'm not going to get mad at you either. So I know you like our volleyball coach better than me, but let's let's just make sure that we don't make each other mad.
1: Well, Ari's pretty feisty, so um, yeah, you know you understand yes, that.
2: You you know how yes, she is. She, yes, she is, and she's a, she's very good too. So with our program but Paul we, we it, it was in my mind in my opinion and everybody has their own opinion and thoughts on things and and they're all welcome believe me I get them often but I, I think what we did with East Carolina by moving that game to week zero was the right thing to do uh East Carolina they have been great partners in this uh we had to get waiver through the NCAA uh it had to go before the NCAA Oversight Football Oversight Committee, which I'm a member of, and uh, uh, it was voted unanimous to, to approve the waiver. And they don't they don't approve very many of these. I've been on this k- committee before, and but th- the whole reason for doing what we we did was to try to put the appropriate and the right amount of attention on honoring and recognizing those 75 people who we lost 50 years ago. And for the listeners that don't know, Paul, we all know uh, our football team was coming back from playing a very tough game, close game, uh, at East Carolina. So I I think it's a great thing to do. Uh, ESPN has agreed to televise it nationally. I think there's only four or five games that day. Uh, I know Notre Dame and Navy are are playing that day on ESPN, and my hope is uh, uh, we'll be a doubleheader with with Notre Dame and Navy. Now, I don't know that for sure, but that's my hope. But it's the right thing to do. I I think it's went over well with with the national media, with the local media, with our fans. Uh, We've had Uh, tons of of, of fans calling already asking about tickets, asking about hotel rooms, so we're going to do something very, very special uh, when our football team travels to East Carolina.
1: Was this something that was more organic in nature, just came about because the two programs are so close? So was this something that East Carolina came up with and then contacted you? How did that begin?
2: Well, it's 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 funny you ask that. John Gilbert, who's their athletic director, was the athletic director at Southern Miss. So I've known John for a long, long time, and, and I spent eight years at East Carolina. Uh, and so I know the people there and know what quality people they are, and I know how they value uh, the relationship and the bond that they have with Marshall. I mean, it's, it's there, Paul. You go there and you mention Marshall, and you, you see some eyes tear up because – I told someone, I believe East Carolina, they didn't suffer as much as we suffered here, but, but they suffered and, uh, in 1970. And uh, it was kind of a John and I, the athletic director, just talking, getting together. And, and he I said, hey, John, it's going to be a special game. It's uh, 50 years, so we're coming back to play you. And then they're coming here the following, following year, Paul. And, and, he, and he said, well, let's do something special. And I said, okay. Let's do something. What can we do? And and we want to do it tasteful. And my thought was, hey, John, let's let's play this game somewhere, some some way, somehow, where everybody in the country can can listen and see our story, our story about Marshall, uh, where we're coming back from East Carolina. And and we both said, uh, uh, and maybe it was John's idea. I give him all the credit. Well, Mike, let's just it's it's my game. Let's just see if we can't play on week zero. There's very few games we'll get national TV. People are chomping at the bit for football, Paul. You know that. And we can't wait for that first game. And I said, well, let's let's just go ahead and play a week before the first game. And he says, great. And we we went through the whole process. And boom, uh, we got the word last Thursday uh, that it was approved. And we both released it. And and now we're working towards doing something very special there.
1: Any details, or is that still in the planning stages of everything that's going to go along with that game?
2: Well, planning stages, they're going to send a contingent of their staff up here right after basketball season, after their season and our season. And they're going to come, and we're going to show them the memorial. We're going to show them uh, the site, the the cemetery. Uh, We're probably all going to sit down, their staff and my staff, some of us, and watch the movie We Are Marshall. And we're going to get a good feel for what this is all about. And I think the one thing that kept coming up out of our discussions on this was from East Carolina was we want to do it tasteful. And, Mike, we want to honor and recognize the people, the family members from Marshall who lost someone. And I said, well, that's great. We want to do that. I said, well, let's also recognize all the people, the players that played in that football game and their families, because Paul, I can tell you a story. When I was the athletic director there, I, I, I heard a lot of stories, and one of them was a guy told me that he played tackle uh, or guard, and he played against a Marshall guy the whole game, and they went at each other for for four quarters. And when the game was over, they hugged each other, said great game. They exchanged some information about each other and said, hey, you know, when we're finished playing, you you know, the guy from East Carolina said, why don't you come down to East Carolina and go to the beach with me and my family? And, you know, the respect they had for each other. And then, boom, that night the Marshall player is gone. And so that affected the East Carolina players. And I can tell you story after story after story about that. They had a dance that night at East Carolina. And when the word uh, got back uh, of the plane crash, uh, the music stopped and the lights came on and they made the announcement and everybody went back to their dorm or went back to their apartment. And there was a a, a silence in, uh, in Greenville, North Carolina. So, They suffered. Uh, Obviously, Marshall and and family members suffered the most, and we just want to pay tribute and recognize those people and honor the people that we lost. And I think that the details are coming. Uh, What they're going to be, uh, that's yet to be determined, but I think it's going to be something special.
1: Marshall University Director of Athletics Mike Hamrick with us on the program. And, Mike, this is not something you just do lightly. You know, when you change a football date – a lot of things change. A lot of things have got to happen behind the scenes. Uh, that means football schedules have got to be adjusted for coaches, players. So just maybe for a little clarity, uh, do players report early? What's, you know, what's the logistics look like to make this happen?
2: Well, you, you do have to change your logistics. First of all, our football players will have to come in a week early. And in order for us to not have an advantage – of getting an extra week of practice, say, over all the other Conference USA schools or whomever we play, uh, we'll have to take seven days of practice off during the season, uh, obviously, which we can do. Uh, uh, hotels, uh, charter flights, uh, and I know several fans, God bless them, who had made plans already to go down September 5th. They've got to change their plans, but. Uh, as you look at it and as the whole nation hopefully sets its eyes on college football on week zero, uh, you're looking out there and you're seeing Marshall in East Carolina, and people are going to know why that game's being played that day. And uh, uh, it's. I think it's good for everybody. I think it's part of the continuing healing process, which I don't think ever goes away, uh, We've all lost close ones, and you grieve, but it never totally goes away. But I I, I think this is just one of the many, many steps of of the healing process. 50-year anniversary, can you believe it's 50 years? I mean, I was 12 years old, and uh, I can remember where I was and what happened November 14th. Uh, 1970 and and uh i i can't think of anything better than than what we're doing and then obviously paul let me let me emphasize that this in no way will take away from what we're doing here on november 14th uh this year because we have a home game we play middle tennessee state that afternoon we have the fountain ceremony that morning and uh uh, that will be another uh, celebration, recognition, pay tribute to the lives of the people that we lost.
1: Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick with us. Uh, that was going to be my next question because I know there has been some concern that you know doing this now takes away from later. Uh, I don't see it as such, but there are people who do. Uh, I'm sure you've got already you know, lots of things that are planned because – This is a a milestone. Uh, I mean, this is a touchstone, really, 50 years. It's amazing that 50 years ago this happened. And As I remind people every day that Marshall has a football team, the victory is there. I mean, you have a football team, they take the field, win or lose, you've already won.
2: Well, Paul, I don't think it's going to take anything away from November 14th. I think it's just going to add and make November 14th that much more special. It's going to be a, to be a whole season process, just not one game. We're going to start out with it, and we're going to pretty much end with it. And you, no matter what you do, you can't take away from, from turning that fountain off on November 14th. It brings, it brings tears to people's eyes. You can't take away when family members walk to that memorial, that fountain, And lay a rose on it. I don't care what you do. You can't take away from that. We're not going to take away from that. All this is going to do is just add to that, and it's going to bring in more people that we otherwise would not have to recognize. And again, pay tribute to to the people and the family, the people we lost, and to and to their family members. So I don't think I think it'll just make it better. And there will be many things. Plan Paul for the 50th anniversary. I can assure you of that. The university's working hard on that. We in athletics are working hard on it. You know, we wear our black uniforms on November 14th and, and doc holidays undefeated on November 14th games. And, uh, you know, talk about putting the pressure, pressure on kids and a coach. Hey, you got to win the game. We play around November 14th and he's played 10 of them. We've won them all. And, uh, We invite former players back. They walk out arm-in-arm. It's a new tradition. We started three years ago. We had over 100 players this year walk out arm-in-arm with our players, and it's it's a very special, very special moment, Paul.
1: I know this is anecdotal, but just talking to a few players uh, leading up to last year's game, the impression – I get from them is that these are their teammates they're playing for. This isn't just something the university has foisted upon them, that these are brothers, these are teammates, they're with them. So, uh, I mean, I know the pressure's there, but it's something that they have embraced fully when they play this game.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, one of the things Coach Holliday does when the players first get here, the young guys, they watch the movie We Are Marshall. They run up to the cemetery and they listen to, to, to people like a Keith Morehouse talk about what, how that November 14th, 1970 affected him. As we all know, Keith lost his father and Keith had, uh, I think five other siblings and, uh, Keith talks to our players about it. Red Dawson talks to our players about what this means. Uh, they know what it means. They know what wearing those black uniforms mean. They know what putting 75 on the side of your helmet means. And, and, uh, it, it, it'll be a part of them the rest of their life, and I think that's good. Uh, if, you've, if you've ever played the game and you've, you've played at Marshall, uh, you're, a, you're a part of a brotherhood whether you like it or not, and most people embrace and enhance that brotherhood, and I think what we do around this anniversary every year just, just in, enhances that.
1: Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick with us on the program. Mike, before we let you go, is there anything we missed or you'd like to add to all of this?
2: No, Paul, I don't think so. I, I just take my hat off to to the people at East Carolina. They're they're quality people. They've got a quality athletic director. They've got a great program and 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 without them really wanting to do this thing the right way and do it in a tasteful manner, you know, we probably wouldn't have we're not sure if we would have done it or not, but from day one, they're, they've been so sincere. They've been so caring. Uh, now, when the game starts, they're not going to be. Those fans aren't going to be sincere and caring, and that's okay. And I don't want our fans and players to be that way anyway. But it's it, it's a special bond between univ- two universities that unfortunately. The bond was invented out of a tragedy, and uh, there's nothing good about a tragedy, but uh, the bond between East Carolina and Marshall is, is, is special. Uh, the, the, that's the first game out of a four-game football series, Paul, that we signed and negotiated with them, so it's, uh, there's going to be a lot of hype uh, leading up to that football game.
1: Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick, our guest. Mike, thanks for spending some time, and I appreciate it, and we'll do it again soon, I hope.
2: Okay, Paul. I, I, I appreciate you having me on your show.
1: Mike Hamrick, Athletic Director of Marshall University. We'll uh, check in with him down the line. He's got a lot of projects he's working on, and uh, we'll get you updated on those projects as uh, as time permits. Let us tell you what's coming up next. We're going to talk about basketball. The basketball tournament is coming to Charleston Ot Elmore, He's been a staple of that tournament for a few years, and his team will tell you more about that with Ott. He joins us on the program next here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines.
1: We want to welcome to the program now one of the all-time fan favorites of Marshall basketball, Ott Elmore. You might know him and his lesser brother, John Elmore, for their years at Marshall. Ott's with us now on the program. And Ott, um, I mean, we'll talk about your lesser brother here in a minute. You know, John, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess we have to talk about him, but... Once again, it's time for the basketball tournament. It's going to be in Charleston this year. A lot of things are already in store for that tournament. Uh, I guess the big question is, your team is in, right? Because all I hear is Best Virginia, Best Virginia. You guys are in.
3: Yes, sir, we're in, and we'll be competing in Charleston the weekend of July 24th. Uh, it'll be the Best Virginia region, and we'll be in there with them.
1: Okay, so I've seen on social media as well, there's going to be a, a change. Usually it's uh, the West Virginia Wildcats is the team name, but you guys are, are doing something a little different this year.
3: Yes, sir. Instead of the West Virginia Wildcats, uh, we've changed our name to Herb. Uh The reason being in the past, we've only had four or five Marshall guys, and they had a minimum of, I believe it was at least 60% of the team had to be an alumni of that school to be considered an official alumni team. Uh, This year we're having C.J. Burks and uh, Dean Pinova is also hopeful to play with us, which would give us the requisite number to be considered an alumni team. So we went ahead and made the uh, transition over to the Marshall alumni team because that's who most of us played for and we'd like to represent in the tournament.
1: How excited are you or how exciting is it to have the basketball tournament back in West Virginia, I mean, this has grown yearly. The ELAM ending has uh, really taken off. It was in the NBA All-Star Game as sort of an experiment, or at least a variation of it. And you've been pretty much on the ground floor almost of this tournament since its inception.
3: Yes, all, we're very excited to have it here in West Virginia. We think with us and, of course, West Virginia, the West Virginia University alumni team in it, Uh, that we can get the Civic Center rocking and uh, have a good crowd. I know that, and I think it'll be a big advantage for us as well, because I know in years past, when we've played in Columbus that very first year. Uh, We took a team. We played Ohio State right in downtown Columbus at the Capitol University. We actually walked out to warm up in the gym. And, uh, of course, I couldn't play because I had broken my foot earlier, but I was coaching. We walked into the gym, and that place was sold out, and it was rocking, and it was just a great atmosphere, and that's sort of what I envisioned uh, for Charleston, and just on a bigger level, because that gym was just a small college gym uh, at the Civic Center. I imagine we're good crowds, and it'll be a good home court advantage for both us and Press Virginia. Uh, About the Elam ending, uh, I think that's just the way basketball should be played. I was sort of skeptical of it when we first started, but after being a part of it and see how it's uh, it speeds the game up and it turns it into sort of just like playing at the park, where you got to get to this point to win, and uh, you just can't you can't run out the clock that way. You have to just you have to finish the game. And you have to keep uh, keep attacking and keep trying to score.
1: Were you excited when you watched the All Star game and see their variation of it? Because I don't know about you, but that was one of the best All Star games that I've watched in a long time, if not ever. Especially that fourth quarter.
3: Yes, uh, it was fun because I watched the first three quarters and it was like, man, this is this is sort of like other All Star games. Not really much defense, but once the Elam ending kicked in and uh, they had to play to a certain score, you could see them the guys really locked in. Like, hey, we got to play defense. We're trying to get stops. It really turned into sort of a sense of power because they were playing a game to 24, and the, it, it just took the All Star game to another level. And that's the, that's the type of competition that it, it inspires. And I think it was everybody enjoyed it because it, it helped turn the All Star game into something that was relevant again.
1: Former Marshall Ball basketball player and former social media sensation Ott Elmore with us on the program as the basketball tournament coming to Charleston. So what do fans need to know? What do they need to do? Because I know in years past you've had to have certain level of support you're gonna be in this year, but is there anything similar where, you know, you gotta get Uh, a lot of people to support you, back you, or has that changed over the years?
3: Uh, No, they still have that same sort of format where once the teams register, uh, teams aren't able to register yet, I believe that starts next month, but once we're able to formally register, fans will be able to go to the TBT website and again uh, click on our team, which is going to be uh, heard that, uh, a Marshall alumni basketball team, and then there'll be a little uh, orange icon that says become a fan of this team, and then, Once they click that, it would be nice, even though we are uh, in, we'd like to get as much support as we can just to show them, like, hey, we have a following. This is important to us, as well as there's people who want to support us. So it's always nice just not to take anything for granted and let them know that one of the reasons they like us as a team and one of the reasons. It's coming to Charleston. One of the reasons we are in is because we have a great following, and we want to show them that we're, we're, we don't take that for granted. And we're not—they uh, will be there with us the whole way.
1: Odd Elmore is with us. The basketball tournament is taking place in Charleston. Marshall alumni team heard that will be a part of it, needing your support. I know um, you've got your brother is going to be on the team, and you've got guys that you played with, and you know. And I know your brother. I know you. Uh, you're awful competitive and a lot of this talk leading up to this in Charleston has been about Best Virginia. Uh, How's that sitting with your brother? Because I know he's super competitive.
3: Yes, that's. uh, we're glad that the part they played in it to get the tournament here to Charleston because they had a good showing in Richmond. We had a good showing in Columbus, and we understand that they they are a big draw, and we're thankful that they got the tournament here. But once the games get started, As long as we're not playing them, then we can root for them. But if we ever get lined up across from them, it's going to be all business. Uh, We are here to try to win the whole – we're there to try to not only win the region, but win the whole thing. We've added a couple pieces already that we think give us the potential to really compete at at another level than what we have in the past. And we have two or three more acquisitions in mind that if we get them, we really think we'll be poised to really compete for the whole thing.
1: Okay. I'm going to have to ask. You put it out there. Um, any names you can float out there maybe to help pressure them to get on board with this? You know, or is it secret well, negotiations? The first, one, the
3: first one, well, outside the Marshall guys, we've got C.J. Becks this year, which was big. And then another one that we've got for sure is a kid named Chris Coakley. Well, I'm not kidding. A big old guy named Chris Coakley. Uh, Marshall fans will be very familiar with him. He played at UAB on some really good UAB teams. It's, he's the third all-time leading scorer in the history of the school, second all-time leading rebounder. Uh, he, was t- he was a lot for us to handle. a lot, Marshall. I, we played against him for two years, I believe it was. Uh, he he was His senior year, he was first-team All-Conference USA. Uh, so we added him, and that's going to be big for us because he, he brings a lot of much-needed size and athleticism. Also, Dean Pava, we're starting to try to put a little pressure on him on Twitter. People are starting to tag him, saying they'd like to see him come back. Uh, so every all Marshall fans are familiar with him. And sort of the last guy that we have an invite out to at the moment is a 6'10 guy. from uh, He plays with John in Italy. He's from Hungary. Uh, built like Thor. I mean, just 6'10, athletic, cut up. And uh, we'd like to add him as well. But obviously, with heard that being Marshall, Adem is the big target right now. I think it'd be great to bring him back and be a part of it, as most of those guys were part of some special teams, teams that lost either in the Conference USA Championship or even the team in the NCAA Tournament. All these guys had some involvement in that success and that build-up to that special year that we did have.
1: Have you reached out to a guy like... Uh... Shaq Johnson, maybe. I mean, he's a he's a guy that uh, also will be a fan favorite, or you know, or are you keeping it with closer to guys that you know uh, immediately, and you know, guys that you and John played with and know.
3: Uh, just for this original round of invites, because of the fact that you only get nine roster spots, that we've kept it to some of the guys closer that we know better right now. If say we missed on a, a Dean Penava or the big guy from Hungary. We're definitely going to start looking more to the other Marshall guys that may have came before us to try to add them. The thing is, if we could have 12 roster spots, it would be a much easier decision and way to do it because you could add more people. But you get nine, and then if you want to add any more, it becomes a $1,000 a player, which sort of limits you in what you're able to do. But if we, but right now we have seven, so we have two more spots. To, and like I mentioned, those two big guys we have invites out to, if that doesn't work, then we're going to start trying to look at some of the older Marshall guys or guys that have connection to the school that we think could also help us compete.
1: Odd Elmore with us, breaking it down, what's going to happen with the basketball tournament. I was going to say, yeah, if you're, if you can throw names out there, I mean, if you're going to get a guy who you played against, uh, I'm looking at Giddy Potts who frustrated me, and I was just in the stands watching you guys play him and watching him play her basketball, against her basketball. So uh, this sounds interesting, and um, I'm excited, and I'm sure a lot of people are excited they can go to Charleston and follow you guys a little bit better, a little bit more home cooking, hopefully, and get you guys far in this tournament, if not all the way.
3: Uh, The support is great. If we can get the Civic Center even halfway like we can get the Cam. We had the Cam Henderson rocking for a while. And even to this day, the way it rocks, uh, it'll be a huge home court advantage for us because Marshall fans, in my opinion, are the best. I know I'm a little bit biased, but you won't be able to change my mind.
1: Odell Moore is with us. The basketball tournament is coming up. You can go to the website for more information. And as soon as that link appears with Bet- – I'm sorry, you know, not Best Virginia, but – Heard that. I got to get the name. It's a new name. I got to get used to it. With Heard That, you can click on the link and give those guys support. Right, we'll get you back on soon. Uh, good luck with this. It's, uh, let's hope that it's a long stay in Charleston. You guys get to play best Virginia. Uh, beat them and, and move on and get that $2 million.
3: Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
1: That's on Elmore. See, we didn't talk about his lesser-known brother, John, that much on Elmore and heard that. That'll be the entrant in the basketball tournament. I'm looking forward to that. A lot of those games are going to be on ESPN. I believe ESPN streaming as well. Uh, we'll get the full schedule excited for that tournament. Alright, we'll come back and wrap it up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome back to the Tuesday, February 25th edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host. And that's right, if you don't get the show all the time, you can always go back and catch it. Apple Podcast, Stitcher Radio, where get your podcast is where you're going to find today's edition of The Drive or yesterday's, or you can go back and get several months ago, whatever you like to listen to. We've got it for you on our podcast, so looking forward to you guys downloading that and listening to it at your leisure. So we've had an interesting show today. We talked to Mike Hamrick earlier in the program, and, of course, you can go back and listen to that on the podcast later. Also, you talked to Ott Elmore, and uh, I'm excited for these guys going to Charleston and. It comes just at the right time because with the tournament, March Madness, of course, is going to occupy a lot of our time. That's going to be something that we're going to be doing a lot, just watching the games, following our bracket. But this is going to be something that really is sort of a mini tournament of that caliber in our backyard. Of course, again, July 24th, 26th. So, you know, we get past March, April, May... We're we're looking for something to do here. And then we got the West Virginia Regional coming up July 24th, 26th at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. And, again, you go to thetournament.com, and once the herd that team is loaded up, you can go in and support them and follow them on social and do all of the things that uh, really boost them up. But if you could get this going, this could be a destination every year for the tournament. I mean, it's only for $2 million. Two million dollars, and I can't wait to see when this thing jacks up to maybe three or four million dollars if it's continued to be successful. And I really like. Again, I wasn't sold on it until I saw it. I think the All Star Game really helped me with the Elam ending, with the fact that you don't have really the four stoppage of clock. You just got basketball. You got to go score. You got to go play defense. All right, you know what the target score is. Yeah. Will that happen? I'm not sure. I mean, could it happen in pros before it happened in college? Because after all, I mean, college is a a traditional game. I mean, college is more of a traditional game. There is still uh, room for rule changes, development, evolving the game. But listening to Ott talk about that earlier, it's just like going out on the playground. All right. You know, here's what the score is. All right. Go stop them and you go score them, outscore them, or you know they win quickly and you know the game's over. Let's get the next game going. So that's what excites me about that tournament. And of course, we've got a team we can root for and heard that. I don't know what other name could they have come up with. I mean, you got to work herd in. I mean, Best Virginia makes sense for the West Virginia alumni team, I mean, especially when you're playing. Getting some teams in Virginia. I mean, best Virginia. I mean, that rubs them wrong. That really rubs them wrong a little bit, best Virginia. So, heard that. I I like that. I'm kind of curious. Will there be other teams of alumni from some of the uh, smaller schools in West Virginia? Are going to see that happen? Or will best Virginia and hopefully heard that be the main anchors for this thing as far as the in-state players? That was interesting. Nine players on the roster. I mean, if you're going to play for $2 million, you don't want to split it 12 ways, right? I mean, I want to split it nine or however it works. Yeah, I don't know if it's to even split. Some teams I think it is. Other teams, okay, you get a certain amount. If you win, this is what you get if you are on the team. I would think if you're going to attract some of the better players, you are going to maybe, all right, I'm going to take a little less. You're going to take a little more because if you watch the broadcast, you'll see – they'll go, okay, here's what they get if they win. They'll put that out there, the statistics. Like, okay, they're going to get uh, 250000 or they're going to get 100000 And so if you've got a guy that's filling a roster spot, maybe they're going to get 100000 And some of the more signature players, the, the bigger names maybe, or the higher profile talent, they're going to get a little bit more of the cash. I mean, that's what's interesting to me as well. It's just how you put that together. Like, hey, we need you for a team. We're playing for a share of $2 million. Okay, what's my cut? It's like you got to go recruit. Like, hey, you want to be on this team? Uh, we'll give you this amount. And there's really not much of that. Okay, I'm gonna go play for this team. There's really not much of that because again, you see, it's a coalition of guys who have played together. The best Virginia team, for example, you know, the herd that team. They're getting more of the Marshall guys. And okay, if you got to go out there and pressure Idean Penova, go do it right now. That's my social media call to you. Go pressure Ideen Panova politely. Go pressure him. Go say hi to him. Find him on social. I don't think I know his Twitter handle. Go find him on t- social media and just say, hey, you're gonna play with Ott? You're gonna play with John? You're gonna play with CJ? You're gonna play with those guys? You wanna play for two million dollars? You wanna go out there and and block shots? Be the big man in the center that you were always meant to be. You're gonna be that guy for best Virginia's nemesis in this tournament. Heard that? That's to- what I want that pairing. Not the first round, though. No. I, I, I want that pairing somewhere in that tournament, though. Maybe the finals. I don't want the first round, though. I want to build some anticipation for it. Sell more tickets, too, right? That's going to do it for this edition of the program. I want to thank the director of athletics at Marshall University, Mike Hamrick. We appreciate him coming on the program. Also, Ott Elmore, to tell us a little bit more about the heard alumni entry into the basketball tournament we'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again until then enjoy the rest of your evening everyone
0: Your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.